welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from the pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Jake. I'm busy. I'm looking stuff up, man. <laughs> I'm actually Sky. Wait. That, that's Jake. Sky, I found that song you were talking about. Oh, good. Where'd it go? We're watching <laughs> Reboot Here. The Guardian Code. Or it's a different fart song. Oh. Yeah, this one's a fart song. That's from one of their many uh, side story or like three stories in an episode. Oh, episode. Uh, that's Gene's story about how Mister Frond is the bad guy. I just want. I'm sure that I could probably find uh, Linda singing Linda's about farting fart song. Yeah. I'll, should I do it later? Yeah, if you could. I'll just set that there for now. Thanks. So we watch. What are we doing? The Guardian Code. Uh, we're up episode. Uh, eight of season two, Great Escapes. After after this one and then the next one, there's only one left. That is that is accurate. And then they all die. Today's episode of Pop Culture Failure contains spoilers for the movie Ca- Captain Marvel. Uh, be forewarned. Not really. I'm not going to spoil that like anything because it's only been out for two days. So well, I be kind of rude. I just don't want to accidentally say anything. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, Great Escapes. If you can believe it, the main bad guys of the show uh, escaped the jail that they got put in today. I'd also just much rather talk about Captain Marvel than yeah. this show. But we open up on Virus Asylum, and there's a bunch of helicopters flying about like you'll Doing have. Doing helicopter shit. Yeah. Dropping off more drones. And uh, for some reason, <laughs> that will never be made clear, uh, Hex and Megabyte are both out of their cells being led in different directions. Skype. She is coming from the cafeteria. He's going to the cafeteria. Gotta feed him lunch. It's part of their rights. You gotta feed him, man. Uh, okay. You don't know nothing about the, prisons. Are they going to get some yard time as well? Yeah, probably. Look how buff he is. He's gotta keep that <laughs> buffness up. He's a robot man. Well, or something. But they're they're walking. They're getting marched across a, a tiny walkway like you'll have in a sci-fi setting. And out loud... Without, you know, really disguising what they're saying, Hex yells at Megabyte, you better not double-cross me, even though that's absolutely going to happen, eventually. And Megabyte says no. I don't, I don't know if there's enough episodes for that to happen in this season, but we when we get the inevitable season three. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, the, there's clearly a plan in motion, and then we cut back to the real world, and Tam uh, Tam and Vera are hanging out. <laughs> they saw Pitch Perfect. <laughs> they must have just finished it. Or... No, because Vera probably would have picked it up from there. Yeah, so Tamara described the plot of Pitch Perfect to Vera, and so now she's teaching her the Cups song. (laughs) Yes. But without any of the trademarked words. Yeah, just just the Cups that you learn in uh, Girl Scouts. Uh, Tam Tam shows it to her once in slow-mo, and then Vera picks it up immediately and starts uh, slamming the cup around. And also, Jacob, did you notice the, the art behind Tam Tam's head? What, because it snowboard? is no, it is a dude, a nurse, and a kid on a snowboard. Oh yeah, I never noticed that before. Yeah, uh, I'm real surprised the dude doesn't have an X in it. <laughs> There's also a second picture on the uh, on the right side of it that is a mouse. Uh yeah, that's um, what's Eldrinon? his name? Yeah, no, he has a name in this that I don't remember because they gave it to us like a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> I never noticed it before, and it's kind of darling. Anyway, uh, Tam Tam is... That's the mouse that went in the internet. I know. Elgernon. The mouse that went into the internet. 
That was the original title of this episode uh, or the show. It, it was actually the original title of the whole show. <laughs> Didn't test well. It's been a while since Stuart Little, but I suppose it's been a while since Reboot also. So who knows? Anyway, Tam Tam's ex- extremely impressed that uh, Vera picked it up so quick. And then she posits that, oh, you probably did like four other things. And she's like, nah, 12 while I was doing that. It's because she's a robot. Mark Rowan and Judy come a walking in. They went... They're constantly going shopping for food. They live a very European lifestyle. They buy what they're going to eat that day. I guess so. And they probably uh, walk to the farmer's market. <laughs> no, because uh, what's-her-name left her phone in the car. Uh, yeah. Tammy she makes... said it when she was getting the mail. Okay. It's in the car. Tammy makes polite conversation asking Judy about her job, because she's a nurse, and she's... Just goes over the regular stuff, cuts and sprains and blah, blah. And then she describes an abscess or, uh, that this lady had and she, while she's holding up a... I don't know what that is. That's a spaghetti squash guy. Is it? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Okay. You bake it and then uh, you scoop out the innards and it's like little spaghettis and you put sketty sauce on it. And you got a vegetarian sketty. Noodles are vegetarian. Uh, No, they have egg in it. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. But also, it's it's like you much, can just add not meat sauce to it, and it's, it's still much, vegetarian. It's a much healthier uh, version of that. You don't okay. have all those carbs. I see. This is the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that I have recognized a piece of produce and Sky has <laughs> not. That is why he sounds so confused. Yes, the roles have quite reversed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I've learned a lot this podcast in the today. six months I've been married or whatever. <laughs> I saw a parsnip yesterday. I don't know what you do with it, but I touched it and I said... Should we get a parsnip? <laughs> Were you planning to deep fry it? I don't know. Katie's in charge of vegetables. It's a good call. She's, she's trying real hard to not let you die. Yeah. She says I eat too much ranch when I have a salad. You just take lettuce leaves and dip it in ranch. Yeah, I guess that's wrong. Anyway, <laughs> what we've learned about Judy is she's hot, but she's not interesting. Right. Or she's just too dedicated to doing her job. That she doesn't have any outside hobbies or something. Yeah, except getting a deep dick in by Mark Rowan. That is correct. We don't see it, but it's very implied. <laughs> yeah. We see it in our mind's eyes. Oh, oh, only when I close my eyes. So Only when I try to sleep. Uh, Judy says something about pus, and then Vera goes on to say that pus is interesting because it's a human immune system reaction. And she's desperate to be human all of a sudden, and she's very interested well, she's very desperate to be human all the time. That's why she was learning the cups song. <laughs> and how to rip rap. Yeah. So Judy goes to get her phone, and Mark immediately is like, so what about Guardian stuff? And Tam Tam plies to, plies to trade dumb. Yep, that's it. You'll get there. I'm good at talking. And she denies it immediately, and then Austin comes wandering up. Apparently he didn't want to hang out with the girls. and Or he uh, was taking a huge dump. You know what? He's probably standing on his bed on his snowboard. Yeah, probably. Holding that mouse. Waiting for waiting for the girls to walk in and be like, what are you <laughs> doing, cool dude? He probably had sunglasses on and everything. Yeah. Or he was holding sunglasses, waiting to put them on as they asked him that. But he comes up and he's also uh, inquisitive about the games that they are playing. They could just... The Guardian is a game that they could just play. tell him that they're playing and not have... This whole conversation be stupid. But they know he knows. I guess. Because he, he does ignore that completely and continues talking about DIS stuff. Yeah, because he knows that they know he knows. They all are on the same page. Yeah, but they're still trying to say that they're not. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because uh, 
He already helped him once. Yeah. I don't know. And he met them outside of the school with his collar popped, if you ever recall. <laughs> I do recall. Maybe I better Because the DIS collar. is down the street from the high school. Yeah. But Vera is either done pretending or didn't get the cues from the other kids. Uh, and she's just like, yeah, DIS stuff is bad. And don't forget about the sorcerer. Oh, no. Tammy adds that. Because she also is done. And admits that they are the guardians. They just... I, I mean, I get it. They just want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but there's four of them. They can talk to each other. Yeah, what are they going to talk to Parker about it? Maybe. He's an idiot. He is, but he's also their smart one who knows about technology. And then, But they're talking about it, and Austin says something to the effect of, my dad wanted us to have it because he's talking about the Guardian Code. And Judy's like, what are you talking about your dad with my new boyfriend with? I mean, they were friends. True. And Austin tries to cover by saying he wanted me to eat better and then he eats he bite takes a bite out of a carrot like bugs bunny yeah he takes a bite out of a carrot that you never see in real life with all the fixings still on the end <laughs> they may have those there you don't buy carrots like that usually no i buy baby carrots yeah because exactly. they're already pre- all do. yeah they pre-peeled. take an entire carrot bleach it and cut it down to tiny little yeah bite-sized chunks yeah exactly yeah they just come in a nice bag and just throw them in your mouth you take that bag, you cut the top off, Sky, and you dump a bottle of ranch and you give it a good <laughs> shake and then you just go to town. I would just throw it in a blender, that way I can just drink it. You know what? It's a good idea. Maybe we just hook the ranch right to our veins. And... <laughs> so Judy comes, she's very excited about making a veggie stir fry. She's always really excited. And Vera does her pigeon neck thing. And she's like, oh, we're not going to be back in time. We have to meet Trey and Parker for study time. So there's Guardian stuff afoot. The other two aren't coordinated on their lie. Uh, so they say a math test, French test, and then they're like, yes, it's French math, and then they just leave. It's a French toast test. Mm, French toast sounds delicious. You want me to make you some French toast while you do the rest of this podcast? Yeah. Do you have all the stuff to make French toast? I think so. I think my milk might be too old. <laughs> Everything but bread. <laughs> so I'm just making you a sweet omelet? Yes. That sounds delicious. Sweet cinnamon omelet. <laughs> so uh, the kids, they grab their backpacks. Why do they need their backpacks? I don't know. They probably got computers and stuff in there. Guess, and they head off to school. Uh, but there's something up with the DIS, and Vera doesn't know if it's an error or if it's the Sentinels from the Megabyte. I guess if you're gonna pretend to be studying, you should grab your backpacks. Yeah, but also it's Judy's the- super distracted with a deep dick, and she's about to receive. <laughs> yep, uh, she does provocatively bite that carrot in front of Mark Rowan. Wow, she's very flirty. She's- She's very distracting. She's very distracting for all the young men on this podcast. <laughs> and all of the old men, which are us. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Office Sentinel is leading the charge, and the Viking boats are catapulting green goo balls at the DIS. And they, they launch helicopters like they do. And there's a pretty uninteresting dogfight between flying space boats and a yeah. fucking helicopters. Uh, we're not invested in any of those because <laughs> they're all one-hit kill characters, so the stakes are very low. Everything, Meanwhile, everything in the internet's just like slate gray with neon outlines of different colors. Yep, it's the whole internet. Well, it's not the '90s anymore. They had to get rid of most of the neon. I guess so. And it's not. I was gonna say it's not the '80s, but they didn't super have the internet in the '80s. No, I mean I think it was a thing, but not really. Yeah, like six people had it, and they traded like dog pictures or whatever. Um, so, uh, Hex is in her, her cell and the kitty cat comes in and he barfs up a, uh, 
a chip of some sort. I guess that's the key. It's yeah. All you got to do is tap it against the door, and the door open. Yeah, and maybe they should have kept better tabs on this fucking cat. Yeah, that was whatever. When we first saw that cat, did you think it would still be in play at this point? No, I did not. Or if it was, I expected them to have it as a mascot, and it was helping them track down those orbs that we don't care about anymore. Yeah, those memory orbs. Uh, but Hex releases Megabyte, and he's pissy because it took too long. Hey, just because it's not your plan doesn't mean it's bad. Stop being an asshole. Yeah, man. And uh, Hex gives the kitty cat the chip back, and it eats it again, and it goes to release the rest of the viruses? Question mark? Yeah. As a distraction? We don't see any of them, yeah, that's but that's what's going to happen. That's what I'd like to see for the next 20 minutes. Is them ghost busting some viruses? Yeah. That would be pretty rad. So the the dog fight continues. It's pretty uninteresting. Uh, there's a seemingly endless supply of both sides, so there's really no stakes to this fight. But in the room zero, we get to see the uh, the angry face megabyte womp symbol. Vera is dictating what's happening and how Virus Island is under siege by a sentinel army. And Parker says what I thought. He's like, didn't they do this already? Because they did. So they go get in the internet like they'll do. It is literally their job. I mean, they could probably outsource it because apparently anybody can just wander in there and step yeah. on, the, on the plates. But uh, we cut back to Fire Asylum and Hex and Megabyte are just running her out. There's, there is, we find later, some sort of field that will stop your powers from working. But Megabyte can still shoot his green lightning. Maybe they just didn't turn it on yet. Maybe. Or maybe... That seems like a thing you should always have on a Fire Asylum, but... Yep. Maybe they created in response to this yeah i don't know it, it's hard to say but we cut back to the real world at dis headquarters where ted is wearing a nice tie short sleeve shirt combo he looks <laughs> real cash but also businessy he's here to take care of business and party and in this in the crowded room where all the dis people hang out um ted's is the only computer that faces the door yeah. everybody else everyone else faces the other direction that's weird yep and what is her name nance yeah uh, is bossing Ted around. There's a breakout at the virus island, and she wants to make sure that the Carter code isn't there. She's positive it will show up. And at this point, Jake posited a, a question. Is she in charge, or is she just obsessed with the Carter code? It really seems like that, because no one else seems concerned about any of this in this room. Well, um, that she... could be because no one else is paid to say lines. Well, yeah, that's true, but they could still be rushing around, like... And typing furiously. Oh, they're rushing around. Not really. Not like anything's at stake. They just look like people at work. But she she's constantly just talking in hushed tones at Specifically Ted. Specifically to Ted, yeah. Like, he's, like she's only superior to him. As if <laughs> discovering Adam Carter's technology will get her somewhere in the DIS. It does certainly feel that way. Because she is weirdly obsessed with this. And it would explain why someone who... Uh, would like if she was in power, she wouldn't be in this weird small room. With <laughs> she would have her own these, office. Yeah, she, with all these other people. I guess Mark has his own office. Yeah, but he, maybe he's just in HR. I don't. I feel like that's a, a layer that would add something to this, but uh, it's not going to be there, and we'll never get a real explanation. Or later when they catch him, or whatever, catch up to them, they're just gonna be like, "I'm Nance. I'm in charge of the DIS or DIS." I bet she doesn't even really work there. She just wandered in. Yeah. She just had a nice suit uh, or a nice pantsuit. And they're like, you work here, right? And she's like, yeah. And then uh, she picked sure. up a random badge. Right, Ted? 
So the Guardians uh, hyperlink over and they see uh, Megabyte and Hexadecimal running to the top, of, presumably to escape on a longboat. So the kids all jump out and use their fly imagings. They have perfect access to at all times. Keep that in mind. They fly over and they smash some sentinels on their way. No big. This is very regular for them. Weirdly, the one who does it the best is uh, Parker. Yeah, he takes out like, I don't know, eight? Six. Six of them in one throw. He's also the only one who didn't yell his attack. Maybe there's some some logic behind that. He was focused on doing the thing instead of yelling about it. That's why he was able to pull it off. And when you don't yell it, they can't uh, prepare. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna shoot you! (laughs) Shit! He is gonna shoot me, and then it happens, and then he's dead. Forever. Forever. We cut back to the real world. Nance has noticed the Guardian code. It was bound to show up or something. Luckily, the system also recognizes it immediately because it displays it entirely differently from the rest of the code. Yeah, it goes down instead of across. So I feel like it's already isolated. You can recognize it (laughs) immediately. Right, and she keeps saying isolated, which doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like, on the screen, it represents, like, it's just by itself. Okay, you isolate what what you're seeing, but that's not going to do anything. And then sometimes she yells isolate it and, like... That means capture it? Capture it, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense either. No, it doesn't. Just run malware bytes and it'll fucking put it in the virus vault. Except it's not a virus. <sighs> whatever. It's still malware Foreign, or uh, Foreign code. Yeah. Get those antibodies up in there. So, uh, Hex and Megabyte make it to the top of a building and then a longboat shoots a, a cable down. At which point, uh, Tam Tam... And Austin land, and then they yell at them to stop. You're not getting off of this roof. Sky, I think you might know all of their names at this point. I do. It's very... You didn't for a long time, and I'm really proud of you. It was hard. Uh, Tammy tries to throw some shuriken into Hexadecimal's face. It doesn't work because she can stop that? She's the force. Okay. Because she then takes those and whips them at uh, DIS guards. Yeah. And then... they. They shove uh, Tam Tam and Park or Austin off of the roof, and Tammy lands straight on her face, <laughs> and probably breaks both of her ankles because of the stupid skis. Yeah, stupid ass <laughs> scoop feet. So, uh, uh, Hex and Megabyte make it to their longboat. We cut back to the DIS, and Nance is just repeating herself. Do the thing I said, please. Yeah, when she says isolated, all the other code just disappears around it. It's like yeah. it's like you're only looking you at one layer of Photoshop. Tam Tam and Austin are are on a a ledge outside, and they're getting surrounded by DIS bots, which I will remind you are one-hit kills. Um, you don't have to remind us. You've said it every episode since we started this show. Because it annoys me. Because there's such it's such bad design. Um, well, they didn't expect fucking guardians to be in the internet, Sky. Right, but the uh, the viruses also are one-hit kills. And they also fight the... the... No, the viruses are one-hit kills. Things infected by the virus is a one-hit kill. Well, these guys aren't infected by viruses, and they're one-hit kills. Well, right, because these are just things that live in the internet. So all the things that Megabyte had, too, are just things that live in the internet naturally that are one-hit kills. Megabyte is the virus. I see. Duh. Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) Tim Tim and Austin are getting overrun. Constantly uh, explaining the physiology of viruses to you. <laughs> uh, Austin instructs uh, Parker and Trey to just get back on the codex. 
And then Tammy, or not Tammy, Vera has the idea, oh yeah, maybe I should start shooting these things. You could have been doing that the whole time. You could have killed uh, Megabyte and Hexadecimal without any real fanfare. Austin tells Tammy to just leave him behind. Hey, you guys, you both have fly imagings. You could leave that right there, right now. And none of the DIS drones have any capacity to fly, except for the helicopters, which we've already seen you take down pretty easily. What if she just took her swords out and spun in a circle? Uh, she would probably hit Austin, but it would I work. I mean, if he has a, a snowboard, he could jump up and fly above her. It, well, then they wouldn't need to do that, because they could just fucking fly away. Yeah, but just chop up those guys, and then uh, you get out of there. Yeah, there's no reason they should get captured at all, other than plot contrivance. Tammy refuses to leave Austin, even though he volunteered to stay behind. Uh... And then back in the real world, Vera does the calculations, and they have 0% of leaving. Well, when you say that, they're not even going to try. Yeah, so they don't. We cut back to the DIS, and Nance is super stoked that they were able to capture the, the Guardian code. So, they're going to run a full-spectrum analysis, which doesn't make any sense because it's information on the internet? And, like, a full-spectrum analysis is something you do on, like, chemicals? To see what it's made of? Yeah, so they have to see what digitally... The digital chemicals? Digital chemicals. Yeah, Sky, you wouldn't understand. Because uh, science... Yes. I don't want to bore any, everyone with it, so I'm not even going to go into it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. I would have would have had to cut it. Because <laughs> it would have been so long. Yeah. And, and dry. Yep. It's not the usual and, quick... And informative... <laughs> Yeah, it's too informative for our podcast, thank you. <laughs> We're here about yelling. Trey and Parker hang out in the Codex that is shouting distance from Fire Asylum, but they are not being attacked anymore for some reason. Yeah. Like they can see it clear as day in the in the windshield from the bridge? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Were you not sure what a windshield was? Well, I'm, I wasn't sure if that's what it's called on a well, ship. Well, I mean, it's called a windscreen in other countries. Is that why you're confused? That must be it. Yeah. So it's all that time you spent abroad. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Parker and Trey are basically out of ideas, and they ask Vera what to do. Um, because it, and she says we need assistance, and instead of just saying one of you needs to go talk to Mark, um, she just speaks cryptically. Yeah. Who did I think she was going to go get? I don't know. Gary? That was someone. I was like, oh, cool. They're going to get someone back. Oh, Bob. Duh. Bob, right. I was like, that would have made sense. Yeah. Because he's a, you know, of this world. But I guess he's trapped in. In that game. Yeah. In that server. Which oh, yeah. Is in or that isn't. server where the games are played. Yeah. It either is or isn't connected to the internet. And either is or isn't called reboot. No, it's called mainframe. Oh, yeah. The server's called Mainframe, and something's called Reboot, but we don't know what. It was something that had a lot of merchandise, though. Yes. And a ride somewhere. Uh, Universal Studios. That's right. But uh, Parker is able to decipher the cryptic talk that Vera does, and Trey is curious as to whether or not they can trust Mark. And Vera's just like, I ain't got any other ideas, and neither do you. She also says her calculations say he probably won't. Uh, betray us and she's a robot and learned the cup song pretty quickly so that's true you can trust uh the sounds of the cups that's what i learned do you want to try and do it on this podcast 
Uh, sure. I'm going to go get a coffee mug. <laughs> Tempt. Parker leaves the internet and he's going to go run to uh, Judy's house and talk to Mark Rowan. Uh, and I was curious as to why they were going to send Parker instead of Trey because Trey's the handsome, charismatic one. Uh, but then I realized that Trey's also way more competent in smashing stuff than Parker. Also, you got to send the nerd to talk nerd to Mark Rowan. Mm, that's true. Mark did kind of offer him a job, even though he's a child who's still in high school. Plus, Sky, what if Trey ran past a basketball, a pickup basketball <laughs> game? He couldn't refuse. That's true. His dad would beat the crap out yeah, of him. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, blood-bound to play basketball <laughs> whenever he sees one. Trey, I heard you turned down a basketball game today. But, Dad! How did you even hear that? I hear everything. I know all. I placed a nanny cam on your person at all times. So I also know that you go into the internet regularly. That's fine, as long as it doesn't interfere with basketball. So, uh, Parker makes it out of the internet, and Vera says, go do the thing, please. So he does. And we cut back to the internet, where uh, Austin and Tam Tam are being led through Vire Asylum. Their hands are bound, but they didn't take away Tam Tam's swords, which is silly. Yeah, but if your hands are bound, Sky, how are you going to use a sword? You could use both hands to hold one. Sky, that's ridiculous. Yeah. She also has her silly ski feet still on. But they're regular, their powers, like, the, so they shout things. <laughs> she shouts ghost mode and then turns invisible. Briefly. Um, <laughs> anyway, back in the internet, the... Uh, Sorry, we saw a dog everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that that is the best way to de- derail anything. Is Hey, here's a dog, guys. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the kids are being led to the system analyzer or whatever. And it sounds like it's going to hurt, according to everybody involved. Yeah. Uh, spoiler it will um right. nancy but they, even says like real creepy like yeah if there like, are people in there they won't like it yeah she's taking a weird joy in that yeah it, which leads me more to believe that she's an obsessed weirdo yeah um something i'm noticing as they're walking through fire asylum uh there don't seem to be any other viruses like let loose oh yeah that's true did they contain them all already I don't know. Or were there only like four and they're in a different part of the building? <laughs> well, the DIS is very ineffective. That's true. So potentially they had that cat, hexadecibel, and megabyte, all of which the guardians brought in. Did Hex bring the cat with her? I didn't... She let she it go and told the cat to release oh, yeah, everyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you it's, know. it's leading a virus uprising on the other side of the, ah. the, the building, I guess. Hmm. It's like the robot uprising in Solo. Right. Or in iRobot. Sure. Or in pretty much any story that has robots. I thought you were going to say any story that has Will Smith. <laughs> Is he an iRobot? Yes. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> so we cut back to the real world. Nance and Ted are talking, and she is telling him that no one in this room, out or outside this room, can know what we have. And the room is filled with people, but just th- walking by briskly. They seem to be ignoring her. Yeah. They probably know she's a fucking nut. Her dad's probably just in charge, and they're like, <laughs> eh, she's just here. She's a, maybe Virus Asylum is just a thing they gave her to like keep her busy. They gave her an assistant. <laughs> poor Ted. He deserves better. Poor that, poor that intern who had to uh, fill in for Ted on a sick day that one time. She quit. She didn't. She yeah. had enough. She's like, this is fucking dumb. Is I'm dumb. out. Hell with this. Going back to basketball. This, this is a really bad system you got here. 
No health insurance. <laughs> Fucking sitting here getting screamed at by this crazy lady. Here's a guess that I have about Nance. I think that she has kind of similar features to the sorcerer. I bet she is his sister. Or she is the sorcerer. That seems less likely. <laughs> But I'm not going to say no. Maybe she's Austin's dad. <laughs> That's it. I think you nailed it. This show is super uh, gender identity positive, and it turns out. Did we see pictures of his? Of, uh... Uh, no, I don't think so. Just his grave. Yep, just his grave and that uh, people cut out thing on that uh, art. I mean, maybe if you feel like you um, are a woman in a man's body and you need to go through that... I mean, we don't have, live in a very accepting society. Maybe it's just easier to fake your own death than come back as a woman obsessed with the internet. Yeah, maybe. It's worked out okay so far, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's no more far-fetched than anything else in this show. It's true. What if this show got real political and weird at the end? <laughs> it it might. So we cut back to uh, the Carter household. Uh, and Mark is slicing up some, I don't know, Vegetables. Squash. What did you say it was? A, a spaghetti, spaghetti squash. squash. And Parker comes running up, and then he's just outside the kitchen window trying to signal Mark <laughs> by just waving his arms around. And, and it works! It sure does. Then Mark uses the, the lame excuse Judy used earlier, and he's like, my phone's in the car, and goes to meet Parker outside, who is very out of breath, even though the high school's probably yep. within walking distance. But Parker's a wiener. That's true. Um, also, I don't, I don't know, you only get a brief shot of him, but uh, Mark Rowan's pants are cuffed so high. <laughs> Look, they had money for CG or a tailor, and they chose CG. <laughs> it's raining today. Um, we don't want to get those. We need to return those pants when we're done, so don't get them wet. Why don't we just go ahead and cuff them six, seven inches off the ground? <laughs> All right, I guess. This contract is ironclad, right? <laughs> what did we say? You ate off the catering table? So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, you had a whole scone, man. I didn't know. Uh, so uh, Austin, or no, that's the name that he said Parker. on the screen. Parker breathlessly tells Mark about uh, Austin and Tam Tam. Uh, they've been captured. So uh, Mark hatches a plan pretty quick. Uh, he's like, w did Trey get captured? And... Parker's like, Defrag? No, he's fine. He's just watching. Just blowing that cover right and left. He know that he already knows. I know, but Parker wasn't part of that exchange, so he doesn't know that they know that he knows that he knows. He was part of he was they were all there outside the school when Mark Rowan was there and he was like, Hey, I helped you guys. <laughs> You're doing good work. Both times? Yeah. He popped his col collar for extra hearing ability. Wrangles in the sound. Yeah. That's why mine's popped right now. <laughs> Uh, it seems as Mark lays down a plan where Parker, or not Parker, Trey is going to have to get captured. Uh, so we cut back to Fire Asylum. There is uh, a big room with a scanny uh, equipment. Austin and Tam Tam get thrown into these gyroscopes. Yeah, they do look like gyroscopes. They're held in place with magnets or something. Cyber magnets. Yeah, and this device that um has like pulsating needles comes up it looks like a close-up of uh tattoo machine or a tattoo gun yeah yeah and all of the needles start glowing bright orange and uh then it sucks their souls out or something 
Yeah. You would assume from that those feet. needles would just stab into them, but instead it like sucks out laser blasts. I guess. And it hurts? Yes. How and why? Don't, shut up. That's why. Ted and Nance are very pleased with what's happening. Or at least Nance is. Meanwhile, Ted's, Ted's just running out the clock to lunch. <laughs> sure Union is. says I get lunch at 11.30. I'm taking oh. lunch at 11.30. Nance. And I get two 15s, so I'm going to take them at the same time, so I'll be gone for an hour. <laughs> I will see you later. So we see Trey fly towards Virus Island. Luckily, they did not go far. And Veer asks if he wants to go over the plan again. He says, no, I got this. It's not a very complicated plan. It's really not. There's like three steps. Uh, so some DIS guys come to greet him, and he asks if they could please return his friends. Nance notices the uh, the new code, so Trey gets uh, t- arrested by the DIS. Cut back to uh, the scanny I- or scanny room, and we see the machine sucking laser blasts out of uh, <laughs> Tam Tam's pelvic area, which was weird to me. I mean, it's doing their whole body. I guess, but it just, like, you could have skipped that part. It's just weird, because they're children. But they're saying it hurts more than they're acting that it hurts. <laughs> and Trey gets let in, and he also gets thrown into a gyroscope. But, like, I feel like they're getting all the information they need from those two, right? You'd think so. I would. I mean, maybe they don't know how to make them blue. <laughs> palette swap. All is going according to plan. Mark has uh, brought out his laptop and is using Judy's Wi-Fi to launch an attack on the DIS website, but luckily he's routing it through a series of proxies, so hopefully it won't get connected to him. Maybe he's using Parker's phone as a mobile hotspots guy. You don't know. <laughs> Either way, someone else is going to get pegged for it. Mobile hotspot. So anyway, um, yeah. so Mark's ha- hacking the, the DIS. He's going to cause the whole system to go down, and they will have 30 seconds to escape before the servers come on again. I, don't, I mean, I guess I sort of understand why Trey had to go in and do this, but you would think that if the electricity went out, uh, they would just run. Yeah, Tamara and Parker would just be like, well, let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, once there's an opportunity to escape, I imagine. Well, I actually, neither of them were freed when the electricity yeah, went out. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. They all It should have all just shut down. Yeah. But also, well, here in a sec, when the uh, the system crashes trey does the power surge that frees him and he's the other two don't have the uh like an energy explosion attack that's true it's weird that mark knew that trey had that ability maybe he plays the game also maybe maybe he invented the game maybe i think vera invented the game (laughs) vera was was in the game right but she invented it to find people to be it oh she is the last starfighter I think she's the first one. They're the last one. <laughs> oh, whatever. I forget how it works. But in any event, Trey frees himself, and then he uh, smashes uh, Austin's thing, and then Austin frees Tam Tam. And they're free. It's pretty Yay. easy. There were no guards in there. There was one. They bashed him. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. He was He was so ineffective, I forgot he was there. Um. So in the real world, Nance is yelling at Stan because the system crashed as though... Nance is yelling at Ted, even though it's not his fault. And we cut back to Judy's house, and she notices that her boyfriend is hanging out with a young boy. And, oh, it's Parker. It's fine. This is still weird, though. And uh, Mark makes up a thing about making a prison jailbreak game. And Judy has no questions about that. 
I haven't watched um, Abducted in Plain Sight yet, but I think <laughs> it's that level of trust that is the plot of that movie, the documentary. Uh, as I understand it, it came to a point where they knew exactly what was happening and chose not to do anything. Yes. I have not watched it either. It's on our list. But then Queer Eye comes out next weekend, so my life is over until uh, we watch all that. There is a Flat Earth documentary that I wanted to watch, but I also feel like it would make me very angry. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw it when I was looking at stuff yesterday. And I, as I understand it, it's kind of comedic, and they're making fun of the Flat Earthers, but also I feel like just knowing that these people are real and exist will make me very angry. <laughs> I know myself. I'm better off not watching it. Yeah. So, uh... Ted says that the codes are all gone. The kids just jumped off the side, and apparently that immediately yeah. uh, will, you know, isolate them completely from the scans. I don't and know. now they remember they can fly. It's like, hey, assholes, if you'd done this like right. an hour ago, you're in a huge building with no no uh, ceiling guardrails or yeah, yeah just open walkways everywhere. You could have jumped and flown away at any time. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So they got. Nance uh, asks what they did get, and they got some preliminary data, and Ted can kind of place it. He thinks that it's probably the same stuff. Yeah, it's, it has similar to early uh, early tests of Adam Carter's tech. Yeah. <laughs> what, back when they were sending chimps and stuff into the internet. Yeah. That's where MailChimp came from. But they didn't get all the data they needed, so fuck you guys. Meanwhile, back at Judy's house. They know how to make those suits up to the helmet. <laughs> yep. That's uh, really the most important part. It's true. Parker thanks Mark for you know helping them save the day. And Mark's just like, yeah, why wouldn't I have done that? I didn't want to see you, a bunch of kids die. Judy would have been sad and I wouldn't have been able to finger her. Yeah. You ever try to finger a sad lady? It doesn't work, son. <laughs> Get back to work. So he goes back... Uh, he's probably going to go cut up some more vegetables. And Parker, like, I don't know, stays there? I'm not sure where Parker goes. <laughs> home? <laughs> Maybe he just goes home. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, I'm done for the day. Going uh, to bed. Th- that is lunch. <laughs> so, uh, Hexadecimal and Megabyte ha- have safely made their voyage to the deep web. Is that generic dark web? Uh, probably. Or did they say dark web? They say deep web. Oh, do they? Okay. I thought I made that up for a sec. And there's just a bunch of stuff floating, it's, it's mostly circles. Debris. I guess the deep web is where the garbage of the internet goes. Because the dark web is where you go to watch someone get killed or buy a child. <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> or a Or a little... missile launcher. <laughs> yeah. That's a little too dark for uh, this show. So I guess the deep web is just the garbage dump. Um... Just a reminder, the sorcerer did try to nuke the planet. Yeah. So it's not afraid to go dark. Yeah, but also they don't want you to find a place where you can pay to watch someone be killed or buy a child's guy. Yeah, that's fair. That's a little weirder than killing everyone, I think. So With a nuke, you have the courtesy of just seeing a bright flash. Yeah, you're exactly. <laughs> we cut back to the real world and the kids are leaving Alan Turing. Uh, it's dark and none of them are wearing reflective clothing. That probably won't come up, though. (laughs) Uh, They're just chit-chatting about what happened. And they're like, well, Megabyte and uh, Hexadecimal did escape again. Well, I mean, you caught them once. You can probably do just fine. Tamara is 100% dressed like civilian Captain Marvel, by the way. (laughs) She sure is. Down to the fucking flannel. 
Yeah, she doesn't have a Nine Inch Nails shirt, though. She probably has that made-up. Uh, if it wasn't just a, like a weird tank top, it would be that made-up band she was talking about. Probably, yeah. I'm glad she doesn't wear her own merchandise. Just a Tamara Says t-shirt. I'm going to get you a Tamara Says t-shirt. Do it. I would wear it. So they're leaving school, and they almost get hit by a truck because, one, he's driving around with no headlights on. Two, he's driving through the fucking school parking lot at night. At full speed. <laughs> and the kids are like, hey... Eyes on the road, asshole. If if this wasn't a, a, a children's show, they definitely would have been more swears and yeah, not the word buddy. The, yeah, the way they are like, easy there, buddy. And then it's just continue so, on their it way. It rings so false. <laughs> it really does. But it turns out it was the sorcerer in his big truck. Yep, it's been three days or whatever. But that truck smells so bad. Uh, I bet it started, like, ever since he stole it from wherever, it's just reeked terrible. Because he probably just shits on the floor. Or just shits his pants, and that explains his walk. He's got a fucking rash. <laughs> that could be. So uh, the sorcerer, he pulls out his phone, and he looks at the picture to confirm that it's Alan Turing, I guess? Despite the giant sign in front of it that says Alan Turing High School. Yep. And the kids that just walked out of it. So he puts the... Well, the it, tr- seems, it seems to be real late at night on a Saturday. That doesn't confirm anything. That could <laughs> That's be. That's weird. He starts monologuing to himself as the kids walk away. He gets out of the truck and he super arthritically took a dump in my pants walks towards the building. And he's like, soon I'll find their tech and then I'll have unlimited power. If this is if this school's any good, he can't just get in there, though. Yeah. But the kids do. But they also have a robot friend. True. And maybe they have like a key. Their like school ID is like yeah. a key card or something for after school stuff. I don't know how any of it works. I'm not even sure that this is an accredited school. <laughs> So he yells about bringing humanity to its knees through either nuclear explosions or mild inconvenience. He's really all over the map. Uh, That's where the episode ends. With me checking Snapchat. (laughs) That's right. Real professional, Sky. I am professional. I keep us on track. Hey, your phone uh, beeped during it. Yeah, a little. A little. What memories of us does Facebook have? I didn't check. Why not? Because I don't remember. Because you don't remember the memories, that's what Facebook members for you. I know. But anyway, uh, that was the end of the episode. Uh, Jacob. What? What was the most terrific part? The part where we talked about octopuses. Um, what do you think is terrific? I'm just going to agree with that. That both Tam Tam and Vera know how to do the cup song. Oh yeah, the cup song. So I hope that the next step is Tam Tam rapping while doing cups. That would be great. The only logical progression. So do we Vera rapping because she's the one who learned how to rap. That's right. I said the wrong name again. My favorite part was when you don't know which one's which. <laughs> who is the most likable or effective character? But um, it was probably Ted. Yeah. Just doing his job. Just clocking in, doing his job, clocking out. <laughs> I think I've said that before. I it's stick true. Stick by it. Well, he's a reliable employee and that's important to have. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Mark Rowan, because he <laughs> knew all the ins and outs and was able to crash his whole job. Yeah, until they find out it was him next episode. He used proxies. Yeah, he said they probably won't be able to figure it out. Yeah, but they can just ask Vera to scrub the internet. Vera, crash the internet, please. She's done it before. Crash upsend for the third time. <laughs> it's very easy. I had another thing I was going to say, but it has left my brain. So, Jake, uh, what was your pop culture palette cleanse? Well, Sky, I 
started reading Star Wars Queen Shadow. It's about Queen Amidala mm-hmm. or Padme, depending on what part of the book you're in. Padme if you're nasty. Also, Superstore came back, so that's exciting. Um, that's my favorite uh, currently on TV show. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, also, I got all caught up on Resistance, so I think there's one more episode today. One two-part episode or something. It's long. I don't know. Um, and then that season's done. And then I saw Captain Marvel. Oh, how was that? Did I you also see? saw Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, it was very good. Um, you know, not my most favorite MCU movie ever, but it took some twists and turns I didn't... Yeah, it was a solid movie. ...expect. And uh, that third act really ties into the rest of the, the MCU real hard. <laughs> sure does. Sometimes a little too hard. Yeah. One specific instance I'll tell you about, or I'll make fun of when we're not. I mean, I can cut it. Oh, just where the name Avengers comes from is stupid. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like that's a spoiler. <laughs> oh, I just didn't, I didn't know that was coming, and, uh... Yeah, I don't think that's her call sign. Well, it is. I saw it. The, <laughs> the cat's name also isn't Goose. Yeah, that's fair. They make some, uh, they make some changes. They do. But whatever, so I don't stick license. I don't I don't know Captain Marvel that well, and neither does the general public. Yeah. Uh, so it's fine. It's very good. Uh I really enjoyed it as well. I agree that it's not my favorite MCU film, but it is very solid. And I didn't know that it was like I knew Sam Jackson was in a, in it for the most part. I didn't realize it was gonna be a buddy cop film starring Sam Jackson yeah. and Brie Larson. Yeah, he was in it even more than I thought he was yeah. gonna be. And they have pretty good chemistry together. Um yeah, there's some fun. sweetie pies in there. I I think <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but I really liked them. Yeah, and also um, Captain Marvel's costume is rad. I I like the colors. I like the design. It's really good. Like yeah. in general and in the movie, I just oh. really like her look. Yes, especially the silly uh, mohawk hat that she has from time to time. Uh, Katie saw that hat on an action figure or something, and she was like. Look at this! She was really <laughs> excited, and then they did it in the movie. Yeah, and I assume she was really excited. Then I forgot to ask her. Probably, it does mimic the the comic book Cree have that fin on the top of their head. Mm-hmm. So it must be a, a reference to that. Because how could it be anything else? She has that hat in the comics too. Yeah, but not at first. Like that's a fairly recent oh, development. Yeah. She. I feel like a lot of the Captain Marvel stuff that we see in this movie is recent developments. That's accurate. I mean, even though she's been around forever. Yeah. Well, she's gone by a bunch of different names. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of different costumes. Most of them silly. I also appreciated all the just direct... Uh, there's a lot of direct, um, hey, guys on the internet, eat my butt. <laughs> there's a lot of that in this. Yes. Uh, I really hope the neckbeards don't show up and force to just shit on this movie. Because they tried and they failed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes like, took their their ability to try that away. Yeah, because why why would you even have the ability to rate a movie before you can see it anyway? I don't know. That's stupid. And then it made a shitload of money. So. Good. <laughs> it's already made like a hundred and sixty million dollars or something. Nice. And I think that was before last night was counted. Oh, really? I think so. Good. Unless I read that this morning, I don't know. <laughs> but still, this is enough money that it was a good time. <laughs> indeed but it is very 90s so it has a pretty good soundtrack yeah there's some salt and pepper in there no doubt (laughs) it's pretty rad um that was also my pop culture palette cleanse the only thing that i did different 
Uh, I've been watching Dragon Ball Super. It's pretty rad. What is that like? A is that a sequel to Dragon Ball Z? Yep. Cool. Like the the season ended like a year ago, but for some reason it's taking forever to come out on demand. I'm having that problem with uh, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> Still haven't seen that last season. Weird. It's Everything is on Hulu except that one. Yeah. All these streaming services are great until they betray you and not have the thing you want know, anymore. Absolute bitch. <laughs> That's why I still buy stuff. Because you never know when they're going to be like, well, it's not on here anymore. That's true. Uh, that's, I was just I, I just brought this up to Furby that uh, we're going to pay for this Disney Plus and watch all these Star Wars shows, but it's going to leave big giant holes in our physical media collections of of Star Wars. And I know eventually they'll put it out on DVD and I, or Blu-ray and I'll buy it. But until then, I'm going to be real itchy. <laughs> Being a completionist isn't great sometimes. Right? But whatever. Anywho, uh, that will probably do it for this week. Season 13 of Always Sunny still is not on Hulu. That's silly. I keep thinking about pirating it and I keep forgetting. <laughs> so yeah, we, 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 you can follow the show at failed pop culture with no E at the end on the Twitter. You can email us at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And we will be back next week. Uh, I forget what the name of the next episode is, just like I have every week so it's far. It's called The Next One. I don't think it the is. The penultimate one. But that is accurate. <laughs> we'll see you guys then. Bye. Uh, stay frosty. I like how you always sound surprised when you say that. I never it know begins with, ah, ah. I never know if we're done. <laughs>